does that work? Looks like it works. Well, I hear you fine. Sounds like it works. I guess it's time to do the works. Trash Talk Radio. Coming at you live on MP3 from high on a hill above beautiful Lake Washington. My name is Lestro and with me as always is the guru. Yes sir, yes sir, yes sir, yes sir, yes sir. And you know how this goes. We're here to talk a little trash on the week's worth of sports. I don't know anybody except the guru and the guru knows all. Man, I know just a little something something, man. Just a little something, man. Guru, it is episode number 95 and we've got another show as the NFL season is rounding the first turn. The contenders are separating from the pretenders and we've got Alameda of Alameda Views calling to help us look at who's real and who's fake in both conferences and who's the front runner for the Super Bowl at this point. But first, the first axe falls as Jay Gruden gets the old heave-ho in DC and you know Guru's got some thoughts on that. Then, the Almanac calls us uh, for the campus check-in to preview the Red River rivalry in the big LSU-Florida game this weekend. Plus, give us the Almanac poll top 10. Then we've got Guru's call-outs and shout-outs, our week six preview, and you know we got a two-minute drill. Guru, episode number 95. Let's roll. Guru, that is a big show again this week, man. Loaded, man. It's a loaded show, man. That's how we do it over here at TTR. That's how we do it on TTR. Good to see you, my man. How you doing? Man, I am living the dream. Don't you pinch me, man. Don't you pinch me. Now, we uh, we missed a week here. We had to uh, we had some uh, some illnesses, some technical difficulties, some scheduling problems all across Basically the board. Basically a bunch of excuses. Yeah, we had a whole bunch of excuses fall in our lap that we uh, we missed. But it, it is good to see you. Did you have a, you have a, a good weekend this weekend? Absolutely. I had a great weekend, man. I had an absolutely wonderful weekend. I didn't, you know what, I, I watched the game. It was kind of funny, man. So we went out. I think me and the lady went out. Did we go out? Yeah, we did go out, right? And then... Um, I and taking some beverages for alcoholic, of course, for, for alcohol beverages that I like to partake because I'm legal of age, of course, of course, and uh, you know, we are here in a legal state. But I was good at this, <laughs> you know. I was I was better with this time. I let her because we Ubered it. Nobody was driving, so she took advantage of that because I knew she was gonna be pass out till about one in the west coast where we're at when you pass out to one that means i get a chance to watch all basically all the early game or the football game and last week there was 10 uh there was only two or three four o'clock games like the majority of it was uh 10 o'clock game for us so i had a great time basically long story short Nice man, that's that's pretty good. I had one of those moments this weekend. Uh, Little Lester and I had our first uh, first game of catch. I know it sounds stupid because he's uh, he's barely uh, he's almost two years old. But uh, I had the football game on, and uh, when he was watching it, it was either football or baseball. I don't remember which, but he says throw, and he gets a ball. So he got a little red ball out, and he threw it to me, and it rolled to my feet, and I picked it up, and I threw it back, mm-hmm. and he threw it back to me, and this went back and forth like three times. Then he got bored and wandered off and played you with know, trains, but that counts, right? Dude, you know what thing? I think every every father. It has a son that has a red ball. Like Always. you can't be in this house. Yeah. You can't have a, a son. You can't have a child without a, a ball being red or a blue ball. 
Yeah, probably both. We have uh, yeah. all over the house, but we got a uh, uh, the uh, but play and catch with him. This was one of those those first like he's not gonna remember it, but you know like hey that was it that was, yeah, three times back and forth, but that, that counts, man. I'm that counting counts. that. Did he catch it? No, it rolled Absolutely. to his feet. He threw it, but you know. Yeah, yeah, you caught it. We're, yeah, I tried. Exactly. We're getting there. I chased it. Let's play. A, let's say. Uh, okay, so the baby played fetch with me this there weekend. We is go. really what there happened. All right, fine. Go. All right, fine. <laughs> All right, Guru. Well, we uh, we want to get into the show here because, like I said, it is just packed. Uh, and I know the first thing you want to talk about, you've been itching to go on this, is uh, is uh, your man down there in D.C., Jay Gruden, finally got the axe, uh, making some changes. The first axe to fall this year uh, in the NFL. Uh, Jay Gruden fired uh, Guru. Go. Yeah, this this was expected. It's like saying what's gonna happen at the end of the Titanic. Yeah, you know, we are everyone and their mother. Even the mama that ain't know sports. Even my mama, man, who could barely be speaking this language, be like, man, we gonna fire Jay Gruden. Yeah. I'm like, no, we're not. She like, yes, we are. And yeah, damn it, we did. It wasn't a matter of are we gonna fire Jay or not. <laughs> The question was, when are we going to do it? And we did. And the crazy thing is, I kind of feel bad for Jay Gruden, but he does. Nobody deserves to get fired, but you do deserve to, you know, for an organization to make changes if things are not happening. And for whatever the situation is, I think it's bigger than Jay Gruden. Yeah, I think it is. It's just the casualty. It don't help when his overall record was up. What was it? 35 and like 49, so that didn't help. Was it that good? Yeah, right. One playoff appearance um, and they lost, you know, with that Kirk Cousins at the time. You know, when Kirk Cousins stole that check because of that <laughs> damn playoff season. But anyhow, I, I, think it was a, I think it was better for Jay. This is better for Jay. I think Jay needs to get out of this Washington Redskins circle. I think everybody you know, needs, needs to get to, out of that Washington hey, Redskins no, circle. I don't say egg on. This is not the time to egg on the Washington Redskins. Blah, blah, blah. You know, but what I'm saying is, <laughs> yes, it's this good. is exactly it's, the time. It's time for Jay to go meet his his brother so they could have some little family situation because John is doing a little bit better over there, man. John got eight more years left. Eight more years, so he got he got some time. So, and I, I don't think Jay Jay's a good offensive coordinator. I've seen worse offensive corners. There's worse offensive corners in the league currently. You know, I don't know who the hell the offensive coordinator is for the Bills, but I know Jay Gooden is better than him. You know, ah, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know who the Titans' offensive coordinator is, but Jay Gooden is better than them. Just put it like that. There's some offensive coordinators. Jay Gooden is better than in the league, so he will land in his feet. But if I was him, I would wait till next year after Dan Snyder keep paying me. You know, before I land in this, you know, take that money, take a year off, refresh. Go to Oakland, chill with your with your big bro, and enjoy life in Vegas, man. First of all, uh, there is never not a time to to bash on uh, on the Redskins because that is a problem from the top. That is uh, that is Dan Snyder. He's the problem there and, and always will be. But uh, what's going on in D.C. not necessarily Gruden's fault, but but had to go. The question is, what does this mean going forward? Now, this was a lot of this was centered around uh, some not a lot of this. I mean, this team is not good, but uh, there were some questions over over the future for for Haskins. And, and whether to play him and not. And what does this mean for him and the team going forward? And also, how do you set up another coach for this? Who says, who steps into this you know job? What? I love what's going on. Why would anybody? They're Dude. like, they're like the, they're the worst. They're like the Knicks. Uh, they're like, it, it's terrible. Uh, it takes a different type of guy. And Dan Snyder got to take it. He got to, for this to work, for whoever the new coach going to come. And I'm going to, you know, in a little bit tell you who I feel should be. Uh, but before a new coach even get there, there got to be some organizational structural change. 
Uh, it starts from the top, like you said. We can't fire the, the owner. We can't impeach the owner, unfortunately. I know we like to impeach in D.C., but we can't <laughs> impeach this guy. So in a sense, we gotta. he has to realize that Bruce Allen is not the guy. We got to get Bruce. We got to delegate some other stuff for Bruce Allen to do. Yes, you get worried about the ticket sales. You worry about how the stadium looks. That's what you need to worry about, Bruce Allen. You, have, you don't need to be around no player personnel type of decision making. That's number one. That's how we start out with. Because it's going to be the same old circus, same old cycle. Being a Washington Redskins fan for over 20-something years, man, is the same since Dan started, got the team 1999-2000. It's been the same cycle, man. Coaches getting fired. The quarterbacks coming. I've seen this before from the Marty Schottenheimer. Every time we get a strong-minded coach, he get rid of him. You know? Every time we get a clown coach, he get rid of him. Every every time we get a Super Bowl coach, he get rid of him. We just get rid of people. That's what he's doing. You know what? Forget Donald Trump, man. He should have his own celebrity show, man. You know what I'm saying? Just firing coach. You know? You got fired. That's what he got. That's what he That's what he does, man. Just fire coaches. So, and too bad none of us could fire his ass, but you got to switch that up, man. You got to do something. Bruce Allen ain't the guy. Until that is resolved, this is always going to be the same cycle. And I don't care if it's Haskins. I don't care if it's the next uh, Lawrence. I don't care if it's Tua. It's a recipe for failure in D.C. Uh, I, uh, I I think it's a recipe because it is Snyder. He's like uh, he's like Steinbrenner was in the 80s. He's he's firing guys. He's, he's got the bad mix. He's got his hands in everything. That team, people forget the Yankees in the 90s. The reason they rise the way they did is because Steinbrenner was forced by law not to be part of the team. He was not allowed uh, to deal with operations, and they were able to build up a team that eventually became the juggernaut Yankees that we think of. It's the same thing. I think D.C., the problem there is is Snyder, and I think it's always going to be because he's, he's a— meddlesome and and short-sighted but that said someone's gonna have to coach this team uh, the fans do expect something they've got a bright young light in in Haskins we want to see what he can do Gruden was not putting him out there let's get him some reps I say we get him some reps I don't know where you're on this one let's let's get him some some reps out there hopefully he doesn't get hurt but let's get him to see some action and, and let him see you know something uh what happens with Haskins, and who do you think should coach this it's, team? It's a it's a mess right now. In this situation, I don't even want to put Haskins in this. It's I don't want this type of experience. You know, understandable. It's, it's, but it's a certain experience. I don't want to go through the the experience of you know getting abused in a house, doing this and that. there's certain experiences you don't want. You know what I mean? It's not a good experience. Put it like that. And Haskins in a situation where there is no father, there is no coach. There is no structure. There he's, there's no direction right now. So this is a recipe for failure for a young guy who's looking for that leadership, who's looking for that culture, who's looking for something like that that we don't have in D.C. So, yes, him playing is a, is a recipe for failure at this time. Man, Callahan is a coach, man. You talking about Callahan? Come on, man. Come All right, on, so, man. So who should be this coach? You know, you know, there's the there's the game on, there's a game man. in between the game. And what's going on right now is funny. You know, you might it's been coming out in the media a little bit. Mike Tomlin. Mike know, Tomlin. Mike Tomlin. Current coach of the Pittsburgh Steelers, current Mike Tomlin. Coach the, current coach of the Pittsburgh Steelers. You know, contract situation over there here in this in, in Pittsburgh. And not only that, man, we could all see things are not working over there in Pittsburgh. Well, that's we for could, damn sure. We could all see that is not, and it's not going to get any better. That, that doesn't team, seem that way. Either. That team don't have it. 
That team is not going to be better next year. It's not going to be. That is not the team. So this is a great situation for a guy like Mike Tomlin, who has, he's from Virginia, who has family in the D.C. area, in the DMV, who has relations. He's He has a lot of reasons for being the DMV. If Dan Snyder could get out of his That's- own way, and I'm talking about talking about galvanizing the area. I'm talking about with the DMV. I'm a proud native of the DMV. You have a mind, a guy. You could sell this to even a guy like me. You could sell this to the community. You could sell this because it's all about selling it. You lost us. One thing I could say is Mike Tomlin, you give him the GM role. You make him the head coach and the GM. Let him take care of all the personnel because we know Mike Tomlin knows how to um, get personnel. He's a hell of a coach. And one thing is he's good with the media. He's not going to embarrass us. Mike Tomlin, don't get embarrassed. Now we're going to have someone there, and he's a character guy. So now we can start building a culture with a proven guy. And you can sell that to everyone in the area, and we will buy tickets to go watch the Washington Redskins instead of selling that ticket. If Dan Snyder is if he's listening to this shit, uh, you know he is, Dan. Danny boy. You know what I'm saying? You forgot to send that check last month. But I'm telling you this right now. Go ahead, man. Give everything you got. We all know um, Tomlin don't want to be in Pittsburgh no more, bro. It's just not working. He's going to have his first losing season in Pittsburgh this year. And it's going to be like that next year. Losing A.B. and Bell is significant. And Big Ben is not getting younger. Not at all. Not at all. And Tomlin has – and this is Chocolate City, baby. It just fits smoothly it fits perfectly and this is what this is how you expedite from being the laughing stock of the league to being actually a credible organization it's in a, one stroke you know what that's a that, that's a hell of a pick that's a that it's a, that makes a lot of sense guru you start pulling a, a guy like tomlin if snyder can get out of the way now it only works with a guy like tomlin that you can trust to give the reins to uh you can trust on both sides and and that could stand up to Snyder, and, and Tomlin's a guy that might be able to, to do that as well and, and hold him away and, and, and know how to do that, working with a you know Rooney out in uh, in Pittsburgh, another strong owner in, in a completely different way. That's a great pick. We'll see what happens there. Uh, i like to see that. As you said, the Steelers uh, not having the season that they had hoped uh, or that a lot of people predicted. Uh, so let's, uh, let's get into this here. We're talking to uh, our, our man uh, Alameda from Alameda Views is joining us here. We're going we're gonna to bring him in to talk a little bit about the NFL, where they are right now, because Snyder's not the only thing going on. There's actual football teams uh, still playing real football. So let's, let's do our check-in here on the, on the quarter pole of the season and, uh, and bring in our Alameda from Alameda Views. All right, back on Trash Talk Radio with our man Alameda from the Alameda Views Instagram account. Welcome to the show, sir. Thank you, man. I'm excited. I'm excited you guys want to have me on, and let's get right to it, bro. Yeah, man. I like this guy, man. I like this young fellow, man. He's a good kid. I spotted him out there. You know the guru got talent for I, You're always out casting. scouting, man. I'm always yep, scouting yep. sports guys, yep, man. Yep. And this guy, Alameda, be throwing some gangster shit. I'm like, you know what? We think we got to get him on Trash Talk Radio so I can hear him talk some trash, boy, because this kid could talk some shit. 
Oh, man. Hell yeah, man. I'm excited. I love you guys' passion and energy, and let's get right into it, bro. Let's go. Find him on Alameda underscore views on Instagram. He's your favorite 17-year-old sports analyst. All right, so we got you here because we're talking uh, about the quarter pole of the season. You know what I mean? We've rounded it. It's uh, it's Week 5 is behind us. All the teams have been through at least four games. We started yeah. to see who's out, uh, who the contenders are and who the pretenders are. So let's uh, let's just get right into it. Guru, you, I know you want to start with the AFC. You've been uh, you've been itching at this, so, so go for it, man. Oh, man. Man, the AFC right now, as we all know, is a two-headed monsters. There's two teams right now in the clubhouse in the AFC, and they go, they battling each other right now. It's the two teams versus the field. But in the NFL, any given Sunday, there's always, always somebody lurking. There's always somebody lurking. Mm. Obviously, we have the Pats as the number one seed, the Super Bowl um, defending Super Bowl champions with the almighty, the legend um, um, Tom Brady. And then we have the Chiefs, the young start with the innovative offensive coordinator, but just can't get it right, you know, Andy Reid. So you got everything going for a smash. But I also see some little teams lurking. But I want to get to my guy, Alameda, over there. So maybe you might... You might have some teams or some teams in mind that might be lurking. Yeah, yeah. Um, A couple teams for sure. The Texans. Hear me out. Hear me out. The offense, the Texans, we saw absolutely exploded last week. Deshaun Watson, I have him as a top 10 quarterback in this league. The offensive line sucks. But if he had a good offensive line, he'd easily be a top five quarterback in the league. But besides that, the offense put up 50-something points. And if you can put up 50-something points, you can easily go toe-to-toe with Patrick Mahomes, Tom Brady, and I think they're really one of the only teams I think that can keep up with the Patriots and the Chiefs. I have the Texans lurking right behind those two teams. Oh, man, that's why great minds think alike, man. Absolutely great minds think alike. I absolutely think the addition of Larry Tunsil, that's a Mm, sneaky, sneaky pick, even though I don't like how Bill O'Brien did that pick, but that was needed. They Right now, they have the personnel group as far as the receivers, the defensive line, as far as even the second. They just have the collective pieces together and most importantly they have Deshaun Watson Deshaun got that it he's a winner he has that Russell yes. S thing with him and I do believe he is an elite quarterback in this league and I do think we put all that together I do believe the Houston Texans are the sneaky lurking team to yes, yes, versus yes. the Pats and the Chiefs. I'm glad you mentioned Russell Wilson because when Alameda was talking about uh, it, when he gets a line in front of him, uh, good things can happen. Yes. That's that's it was the same way with Russ early in his career, and that's that's what he did. Was they didn't have that great line in front of him, but Russ made it happen. You got a guy that can make it happen. I think Watson can. I think uh, I think top ten is fine. All right, so that's uh, our first top tier team, our first second tier team, because everybody agrees it's the Pats and the Chiefs at the at the top of this uh and we have pl- we have all season to talk about that matchup but i want to throw out here uh, uh another team on, on this level i think uh, i think you got to talk about the ravens in this right guru i, I think the ravens are uh, <laughs> a, a unique team in a situation i think they're they're all in in what they're doing with this scheme as far as lamar jackson uh, what they're trying to develop over there so uh you know greg roman you know i respect greg roman as far as the offensive corner we know what he did with colin kaepernick in san francisco when they went to the super bowl so he's calling outstanding plays in, with, in the ravens but in my opinion right now right now I don't believe the Ravens got the, they're not complete enough. I don't think they're not complete enough to beat to compete against the Chiefs 
Obviously, we saw what the Chiefs did to him, and we know what the, um, Tom Brady could do. And I don't think they have the, the firepower, even though it looks good at times. They get chunk yards, but when it comes down to the playoff situations, when it comes down to when the game gets shorter at that time, and I think um, the Ravens don't – I don't think they have the enough experience, especially in the outside guys, to really – um, pursue uh, and be stronger than the past the Chiefs or the Texans. Mm-mm. I completely agree with you. For me, the Ravens, they're a year away. Hear me out. Okay, the defense. No one's talking about this defense. It's not good. Last year, it was top five. Top five defense, both the rushing defense and the passing defense. The passing defense, they're giving up the 28th, I believe, most passing yards in the NFL. 28th most passing yards. The pass defense isn't good. The rush defense is decent, but their defense... That's what's really holding them back. And the offense, for me, this whole the whole way the Ravens work, if they get up in a game, they're easily able to beat the team. They ground and pound. Mark Ingram, Lamar Jackson, if they're in control of the game, they will win the game. But if you put them up against the Deshaun Watson-led Texans or the Patrick Mahomes-led um, Chiefs, easily I think those teams will win. It's just the offense isn't ready. Lamar Jackson isn't ready to go toe-to-toe against these top-tier quarterbacks. That's my opinion on that. Now, we thought this defense was going to be so much more, especially with the addition of Earl Thomas mm-hmm. in the offseason. This was this yeah. was one that we thought was going to be a better team than this. But, I mean, even when you say we saw what the Chiefs did to them, they hung in there. That was that was not an easy yeah. game for the Chiefs by by any means. And I think if this defense pulls it together, they've got a guy in Lamar Jackson who's another one of those those guys that can make it happen seemingly. Now, we maybe a little bit fluky. We're not sure. I don't, I don't know if I bank on him yet as a guy, mm-hmm. but any given Sunday, I like their chances of sneaking in and and maybe popping somebody. I, I, I think the Ravens, uh, they they look good. Last year, they, they came and surprised people. This Very. year, the NFC North is kind of sketchy. It's kind of sketchy right now. So they because of that's their, fair because of their culture and everything. It's it's sketchy. So the way I I predicted the Ravens to win the division, uh, but frankly, I don't think they are. I think they if they out of all the division winners. Even in the playoff, they will be the least. Well, this team. yeah, this this I think division. The Chargers are better team than the Ravens. I think the only team the Ravens I might pick the Ravens over will be the Bills right now as far as playoff picture. All right, so I'm I'm glad you picked the I'm glad you said the Bills next. I mean we're 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 gonna talk about more in the uh, the AFC North. This again, this whole division we had we had uh, bigger dreams for than it's turning out to be the case. But I was gonna ask you about the Bills. Now they're one of those borderline could be a contender, could be a pretender team. I think they're. Not a, they're not they're not threats to the big two. I don't think in any means, in in this in a way that that maybe the Texans are. But uh, but the Bills are, are they are they for real? Oh, I've seen this before. It was called the 2018 Baltimore Ravens. <laughs> with Lamar, I've seen it before. So I don't know exactly what's going to happen. They're going to get smashed in the first round. I've seen it before. What well, happened to them two years ago too? I mean, yeah. they're able to sneak nah, they didn't in. Get smashed. They played tough, but they didn't get smashed. What do you think, Alamina? I definitely think this team is gritty and the defense easily I love is this the defense. best in the league. Yeah. What? I love yeah, this defense, defense. Exactly. But uh, Josh Allen, very inconsistent. I think he has potential to be a great quarterback the rest of his career. But this season, in the playoffs, you're telling me that you're going to take him over any of those other quarterbacks? <laughs> I just, there's no way in a playoff atmosphere. Kid's got I'm a point, Guru. Josh Allen. To lead this team, I don't care how good their defense plays. I'm not trusting Josh Allen to consistently beat these teams, especially in the playoffs. I just I can't trust it. I think they're big time pretenders. 
And, and like I said, they remind you guys what you just said to me, which I just heard from both of you guys, was a description of the Baltimore Ravens last year. Yeah. They got a hell of a defense, but I can't trust Lamar Jackson in a playoff against exactly. Phillip Rivers. It's exactly what I just said. They are the Ravens of last year. Well, there you said Phillip exactly. Rivers there. That's a team we haven't mentioned yet. And and the Chargers were a team that we thought might be a real contender at the, at the top. They were one of the best teams uh, last year. Uh, coming in, we thought they were going to be another uh, elite-level team. We didn't mention them in the Contenders Guru, and I know that you love the Los Angeles-San oh, Diego Chargers. I love, them. I love everything about them. But think about the Chargers. They, they seem just like the Seahawks. They don't really start playing until after Halloween. You know, like they're late. They want we call I call them the late bloomers, man. When it comes down to the come down, that's when they start playing. So Philip Rivers, they have historic um bad start. This is normal in my opinion for the San Diego slash Los Angeles Chargers. But they have a rash of injuries, obviously, that happened this year in the Melvin Gordon situation that just it had didn't help. Didn't help. Obviously with the blood clot as well with um Russell Cook. So it's a lot of uncertainties that happened early in the season. But towards the, towards in the middle and the later part of the season when everybody else come back, that's when you're going to see the Los Angeles slash San Diego um, Chargers really showcase as them being a top-tier level contender in this AFC. Now, Alameda, before we go on on this, I want to ask you, people that don't consider – this isn't an L.A. team yet, right? No. no. No, I mean, L.A. – when you think of L.A., you think big, bright lights. And for me – not yet, bro. No. Not yet. Nah, even in San Diego, they didn't have the big bright lights. But Exactly. What do you think? Uh, is this team uh, the contender pretender? They got a chance to, to really make a run at this, or are we are we looking at uh, a lost year in uh, I mean, the what soccer you stadium? Saying, okay, they they may turn on after Halloween. But for me, Phillip Rivers, I don't know. It's just personal preference. He can get the job done. And this team, no matter how much talent they have on this team, something's going to go wrong. And they just – they will not get it done. Phil Rivers, how many times has he been in the Super Bowl? How many? <laughs> Zip! Now he's been any. Zip! In his whole career, Phil Rivers has been zero times. I just don't see this team getting it done. To be fair, he, he played Tom on Brady. San Diego also. Man, he, got, he got to go against Tom Brady now. I mean, yes. just to be fair. So it's we're gonna... not going to happen. They lost to the Broncos. This Broncos team was reeling. That's a at fair home. point. They that play at home. Yeah. They're, okay. They got completely, completely outplayed. Enough said I on that. Played. I I agree with that entirely. Uh, okay. So then I got I got two more names I want to bring up here before we move to the the sure. NFC that we haven't talked about. Uh, one that uh, we thought might be a, a real team in the beginning of the season, and one that's proving that they might be a real team anyway. And that's the Browns, who are who are uh, falling uh, <laughs> off uh, at everybody's stock board, and then the Raiders, who are are finding themselves back in a discussion in the way that nobody would have predicted when we were all uh, you know laughing hysterically at Hard Knocks this summer. So. Uh, talk about these two teams, uh, uh, Guru. The uh, Browns and the Raiders going in different directions. Yeah, the Browns are exactly who they, who, who I predicted they were. Um, exactly. I, I, they, they are, they, it's going to be a tough stretch in the beginning. Uh, I predicted this. This is kind of normal. <laughs> it's been the beginning it's, for 25 it's, years. It's going to be a tough stretch right now. It's been a tough but two decades. As you see this scheduling, it's going to get a little oh, bit easier. Oh, this schedule is Bad. I it's going to get towards the end for him. It's going to get a little bit better for him. I, I, like I mentioned, the N- AFC North is not what we think it is. <laughs> uh, so that's going to No, help and the Browns him. are a big part of that. This and is a pretender team. It's a pretender. They are a pretender. I'm not saying they're a contender. Don't no, get but- it twisted. They're a pretender, but they're a contender as far as trying to make the playoff. 
but they won't make the playoff. But they're pretenders as far as the whole overall aspect of things. They're exactly. Not- but hold on. You're telling me this, this team's two and three right now. They play the Seattle Seahawks next. And then the New England Patriots. You're telling me if this team goes two and five, then they go into Denver to play the Broncos. And then they go into Buffalo, I believe, to play the Bills. You're telling me if they go two and five, that this fan base and everybody else, John Dorsey, very impatient owner that or GM, that he's not going to go out there and try and be like, all right, I'm going to trade Odell. And I guarantee you, if they go out and lose to the Broncos, because I think they'll lose the next two games. If they lose to the Broncos and fall to two and six, I think they blow it completely up. I think the first would be no way. Freddie Kitchens. I think it's Kitchens goes. Yeah, I think <laughs> yeah, I think they down. try and hang on to Odell uh, unless he demands to be traded. They try and hang on to him, and uh, and Kitchens goes next. Mm-hmm. Okay, so that's uh, that's the Browns. Now, what about the Raiders? Is this team for real? I'm uh, John. Hey, is this path right now? John Gruden. Have votes for uh, coach of the year right now. I'm giving him votes for coach of the year. It's insane what he's doing with that debacle of an organization right there. You know, this is what the other Gruden couldn't do. That's why I'm giving him (laughs) coach of the year votes right now because we see another Gruden the other side of the country couldn't get this done, and this this Gruden here doing it. Mad respect, man. That's what I'm giving them. They ain't nothing but a six and ten team. But right now, when we're talking, it feels good to be here, uh, to talk about the Raiders in a positive way. You know, they rebooted yeah. that Chucky movie this year. They rebooted Chucky himself this season too. <laughs> what do you think, uh, Alameda Raiders? Uh, uh, can they make a run? Um, I mean, l- like Guru said, it's it's a feel good story right now. I think this team, it's basically they're winning in the trenches. Their offensive line is absolutely great. I love it. And the defensive line's putting in work. I just don't see them winning any more than eight games. I don't think they're going to make the playoffs. Uh-uh. Yeah, no, six games. Six games. The Raiders are they're about done. Yeah. All right, so then let's uh, <laughs> let's move over to the NFC uh, here, uh, and because uh, this yes, yes, yes. this one is a, a lot more wide open. This this whereas the AFC at least has two teams where we think are are, are the top level elite, no one else. The NFC is a damn free-for-all right now, man. Yes, uh, yes. Alameda, who do you like at the top of this one first? You know who I don't like? Kirk Cousins, man. Oh, my God. <laughs> That's who I don't like. But, but like all right. Um, like the that. top, the only, like you said, it's a free-for-all. So it's really whoever you feel more confident in. Right now, I'm going to go with your team, the Eagles, just because I, I know like this kid. Before. I knew uh, I liked this Carson kid, Guru. Like, Carson Wentz, I love Carson Wentz. He's. I hope he stays healthy, but you and me he both. will lead this offense. I, I think in the playoffs, Carson Wentz, he's going to turn it on, and I can trust him right now. I think they're one of the best teams. And then, honestly, besides that, I hate to say it, I've been down on the Packers all year. I'm going to put the Packers up there just because how they've been playing. Their defense is insane, and I know I truly I don't like Matt LaFleur. I don't like how him and Aaron Rodgers connect. But it's shown as long as their defense is playing great, their offense will be able to do just what it needs to do to win. So those are my two teams that I'd put up top right now. Yeah, their defense, if their defense is good enough, Aaron Rodgers, to keep them in the game, Aaron Rodgers is good enough to to give them the chance at winning it. But, Guru, what do you think? Yeah. Top two, uh, Eagles-Packers is what oh, Alameda man. says. Uh, Eagles-Packers, that's some sound like some East Coast bias from a West Coaster, you know? <laughs> He's getting influenced uh, by the East Coast media, man. Come sounds, on, man. He sounds very smart to me, <laughs> is all I'm saying. Yeah, I got to say, uh, 
but, but this is a very simple situation right here. Do you know what New Orleans Saints is doing with a yes. backup quarterback? Yes. They're winning. Yes. They are yes. winning yes. against so-called elite teams uh, without mm-hmm. their Hall of Fame elite MVP candidate, Mr. All-Everything yeah. Guy. Speaking of doing just you enough know, to win, they, doing what you need to do to win. To win, exactly. So exactly. one of the teams in the NFC that's top tier is New Orleans Saints, Numero Uno, Numero One for my guys <laughs> down south. You know what I'm saying? And then my uh, other team I rock with, and I, 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 you know, I switch it up a little bit. I switch it up. I ain't messing with the West, the East Coast media, man. I'm bringing it back. I'm bringing it straight up to the Pacific Northwest because yeah, I, I believe Russell Wilson is the best quarterback in the entire league right now. Oh, and no. I believe Pete Carroll is the best coach in the NFC. Put that Ooh. together, and I see the Saints and the Seahawks as the number two best team in the NFC currently. And I split the difference between the two of you. I think the two best teams are the uh, the Eagles and the Seahawks. Uh, and it's uh, a little yeah. bit of my little bit of my hometown uh, uh, bias, but mm-hmm. but I agree with you, Guru. I think Russell Wilson right now is is uh, I think he's got to be leading the MVP uh, discussion. Yes. I think if you're having an MVP discussion, it starts with Russell Wilson right now. Yes. Uh, and then maybe goes to Pat Mahomes, but he is just incredible, and uh, and I think the Eagles have the best overall team. And if they start getting their wide receiving core back, and if they can start catching some fucking footballs, then uh, <laughs> then uh, they will uh, uh, be the best team uh, over there. So let's let's talk. I like the Saints, though. It's hard to argue with the Saints. They are hanging in in a way that I the Saints didn't defense see. Defense is out of this world, man. Yeah, really showing yes. to be out of this world, and then. When Breeze comes back, he's going to have a couple more weeks rest. He's going to be a little refreshed. It's not like this injury was a serious, dude. You know, dude, do owie. You, do you, know? you want? Do you? I, I hate for the Saints to have home home field this year. Yeah, me too. Because if oh. they do this year, oh, that Metrodome is going to blow the fuck up. Oh my! You don't God, want dude. that, dude. So just for that sake, I want that Pacific Northwest over here. I want it to happen right in our backyard in Central Lake, dog. I think the uh, the Packers are a, a a decent pick too, but I put them a little lower. I don't have them as, yeah. as one of the top two. Yeah. So now the uh, some they're of the other cute. They, very cute, they're, they're cute, cute though. Uh, but speaking of cute, we haven't talked about the the Niners, the Niners who I think are, yes. are a cute team right now, and we also haven't talked about. And I'm actually kind of pleased with it. Is is the Cowboys who uh, got off to a super hot start, beating up on chumps, and everybody was like, "This is the team," and then have run into a rough patch here. So talk to me a little bit about these two, which again, uh, like we talked about in the in the AFC, kind of go in different directions on their stock. The uh, the the Cowboys and the uh, and the Niners. Absolutely, man. Man, I want to start with the Niners, man. You know, I love Shanty. I'm a big Shanty fan. I'm a, I, I think Mike, I'm Kyle Shanahan is one of the best coach in, one of the best offensive coach in football. He's a genius. He's the real boy genius. Y'all could have to make vacant. Give me Kyle, um, Kyle Shanty any freaking day, man. Uh, and he have a, a, a guy. He's a quarterback maker, man. I see what he did with Matt Schaub, man. I see what he did with even Kirk Cousin. I see what he did uh, with a, bu- a bunch of guys. A bunch of guys, and I see what he's doing with Jimmy G. Hell, Jimmy G is what, like 10 and 2? Like Jimmy yeah, G Jimmy, don't G, lose, man. Jimmy G looks like yeah, a goddamn, exactly. uh, really Jimmy one of the G, best of all time exactly. coming in. Exactly. So I believe when you have a competent coach and a competent organization like San Francisco, who's strong right now, they're just not quite there yet. I think they're a year away from really being what they need to be. Uh, and plus, at the end of the day, I just think Russ is playing out of this universe. 
and that's the only reason why they won't win it or go, or go to the Super Bowl. But um, as far as the cowgirls, typical cowgirls, <laughs> typical cowgirls, man. What we all anticipated, uh, typical cowgirls. Know about the guru and everybody exactly. knows he hates the cowboys. Um, I completely agree with you. It's same exact thing. San Francisco 49ers. They're they're cute. They're cute. Four now, okay, whatever. Beat some pretty crappy teams, whatever. Um, I like what they're doing. I really do. Their run game looks great. Their defense looks great. I just think come end of the season playing up against these better teams, I don't think it's their year this year. I just I think it's it's a good start for them. Insane start. And I definitely think if they keep it up, Shanahan will win coach of the year. Because they, what were they last year? Four and twelve, I want to say. Mm-hmm. I definitely think they can get nine wins, even ten. But it's just for me, the playoffs, it's it's not their time yet. And also the cowgirls. I just same thing as always, same exact story. They got the team this year, right? Oh, we got the talent, offense. We got Zeke. We got Dak. We got our defense. Oh, it's the talent. And then somehow, some way, they find a way to lose. They're not going to the Super Bowl. They'll never go to the Super Bowl again. <laughs> I love this kid, Guru. <laughs> Alameda, you come back on this show anytime you want, uh, man. I love this. All right, so uh, speaking of the NFC West, that's two of the teams we mentioned. The one we didn't mention yet, uh, generally thought to be uh, at the beginning of the season when it started in all the discussions, didn't come up yet, is the Rams. I mean, now, the Seahawks put a, 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 put a, a end to that discussion who's best right now, but... The Rams are still got to be considered a top tier team, right? Yes. They, are, they they definitely. Oh, you're go, good. You're good. They're considered a top tier team. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. But the NFC is so deep, my brother. I see what you did there. It's so deep. They are considered, but the optics is not the reality. The reality of this situation is the Rams ain't finna make the playoff. That's the reality yeah. of this situation because they have an old ass offensive line. You know what I mean? <laughs> and they got no running game. They, I don't know what hell happened over there. Um, they got guys in the secondary that just just bites and everything. Boy, you just do a pump fake, man. You got easy touchdown, baby, against those two guys. They just got a lot of situations. And and I don't really think that they didn't really have a culture. You know, it's, a short, it's McVay. But the thing, it's not really a culture. It's, it's the coach got a precedent. But what is really the culture over there? You know, they have guys, a bunch of guys, but they don't really have a unit. They don't have like a Patriots core unit. What's the core unit with the Rams? They brought everybody in. They drafted Aaron Donald. They're from another state. It just don't seem core right now what they're doing in the Rams. They try to fake me with the with the makeup. They try to get plastic surgery. Try to give me fake boobs. Try to get ass. They try to do all that shit. But the guru like that natural, baby. That natural. <laughs> Well, Guru's oh, apparently not falling for the uh, for the implants that are the Rams. Uh, what about you, Alameda? Oh, man, I definitely agree. All natural, baby. All natural. <laughs> I mean, it's it's like you said. I think they're just trying to do too much. And definitely the Super Bowl hangover is real. No one understands this. I, I, don't, I forgot what the stat was, but I think it was one out of the past 20 teams besides the Patriots. The Super Bowl losers. <laughs> Only one. Besides the Patriots. The Champions, championships, only one. So definitely, they're gonna experience the hangover. And you know who the other? The Seahawks went back to back. By the way, yep, mm-hmm. <laughs> exactly. But I just this team. They played the Seahawks close. Don't get me wrong. I still think they're a great team. But I think teams are starting to figure them out. The run game's not the same. That's Offensive the key. Line is old, like you said, and it's just they didn't have. They don't have the same pop as they did 
last year. That's my thought. On that. Yeah, it looks to me like McVeigh and Goff have not evolved past where they were two years ago. You know, like everybody caught up with them, and they haven't taken that extra the step. step. Yeah, they're yep. still they're everybody still doing caught, the same yep. shit, yep. and everybody caught up. Mm-hmm. All right, so let's move on to the other uh, the other NFC fringe teams, contenders, pretenders. Uh, let's uh, let's talk about uh, let's talk about your uh, your favorite ex cousin there, uh, Kurt cousin like of the that. Vikings. <laughs> Uh, Guru, Vikings, uh, pretenders, hey, man, right? There's always a family member we all don't like in our family. <laughs> you know what I mean? And I'm so happy. That's why we have distant cousin. He became my distant cousin, man. And you by know? the way, if you don't have one of those in your family, it's you. It's you, exactly. So in the Minnesota Vikings, it's all the cousin. It's all about the damn cousin, man. One of the biggest uh. heists. The second biggest heist behind um, uh, Mayweather being, <laughs> uh, what's his name? Kirk Cousins stole the, he's a highway robber. He committed a, 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 a crime, a felony, called Interpol, called the damn Secret Service, called FBI, called CIA, called everyone, man, because Kirk Cousins just stole from the Minnesota Vikings. You like that? You like yeah. that? Yeah. All right, Alameda, how about you? What do you think is the biggest heist same, since, uh, since Mayweather? What's his name? The, uh, the UFC fighter. <laughs> McGregor? Yeah. Mayweather McGregor. That was the, it was the greatest heist of all time until Kirk Cousins. So. Uh, um, you're right. Biggest heist. I mean, damn, dude. We're, we were both high on this team. Vikings, everything about this team, bro. The run game is great. This defense is great. But w- And, okay, they played great against teams like, okay, they beat the Giants, beat the Raiders. They played great against these terrible teams. And then what happens when they face a real man-fed defense? <laughs> the Bears, the Packers. What happens when you face those teams? He literally cries after the <laughs> game. After the Bears game, I want to say, he was literally apologizing to his wide receiver. He's like, sorry, bro. I mean, I could have done better. I'm like, shut the hell up, bro. <laughs> like, just go out there and perform against these good teams. This team has the makings of a Super Bowl team if they didn't have a lousy quarterback like Kirk Cousins. He needs to start showing up. You like that? You uh, like I that? agree entirely, man. I was always on the side as an Eagles fan. I was like, you want to pay Kirk Cousins, you fucking pay Kirk Cousins. It's the same way I'm with Dak. You want to pay Dak, you pay Dak. I'm all for it. Jerry, give him all the money down there right now. Pay the man. Uh, give him everything. Okay, so another uh, another NFC team that we, uh, we thought – Things that are different now is uh, is is the Panthers, and I gotta tell you, I'm uh, I'm a little high on the Panthers right now. What they're doing down there with uh, with 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 the uh, the backup quarterback and Christian McCaffrey is oh, having a kind man, of year that. Man, what speaking is, of MVP discussions, man, what is going on? In he's got more yards there? than the Jets. Man, what's going on down there, man? It's the great white hype over there, man. Great we got the dude hype. talking about white man can't jump, McCaffrey jumping over people. I'm like, what's going on over there, Kyle? Coming over and taking over uh, Cam Newton. What's going on over there in Carolina, man? All I see is all the great white hype, but I'm loving that shit, man. I'm loving that shit. I'm sipping on that cool. No, no, not that Kool Aid. That great poupon. You know, with Cam, it was Kool Aid. But I'm sipping on that great poupon, man. I'm loving that shit. But you know what? I don't love it that much, man. You know, I like you, uh, McCaffrey. You are my offensive player of the year to this date right now. 
outstanding, man. He was, he's if Marshall Falk was white, he would be Christian McCaffrey. Straight up. <laughs> if Marshall Falk were white, that's who he would be, man. That's identical, man. I love I love C uh, McCaffrey, man. But the Panthers, I, I love the coach. They have a great staff, man. They they really have a professional coaching staff in Carolina. And I'm happy Cam is not there, so then the staff can really shine. North Turner is a beast. North Turner should be in the Hall of Fame of offensive coordination. You know what I'm saying? Forget coordinator. He should be an offensive coordination and Hall of Famer. That's how great North Turner is. Ron Rivera He's so good you got to add two or three more letters to it. Exactly. You know when you got to add to to the names? That's when you know you're a Hall of Famer. (laughs) You know, and Ron Rivera is a very, very brilliant defensive mind, bro. So it's like now you see when with the deficient, the lack of deficiency of Cam gone, and now you see what the offenses really do. The offense have talent, and I'm happy to see that. But the talent ain't good enough to do anything. But I'm happy to see that though. Mm-hmm. I mean, for me, I'm definitely the same exact thing. I'm happy to see it. Without Cam, they're playing great. Even with Cam, he's just he was hindered, obviously his injuries. But they're playing great right now. Just playoff time, uh, I don't see it happening. McCaffrey, man, oh my God. This man, he's playing great. I hope he keeps it up. This white man, this white <laughs> running back, like, holy shit, dude. Oh my Fire, God. dude, fire. I'm like, somebody drug test this guy, man. No, somebody- no joke, he has more but- yards than the Jets this year. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah, I mean... I love what they're doing right now, but obviously, come playoff time, it's 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 another good feel good story. Yeah, yeah. Are they gonna make the playoffs though, or they, uh, yeah. playoff? Playoffs? Playoffs? <laughs> playoffs? You talking playoffs? 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 Some different. In man. my opinion, that sucked. All right, so let's uh before we get out of here on this topic, then Guru, we got a brass tax it. I want to hear both of you. Uh, the best team right now. If you're picking the Super Bowl matchup right now, who are you picking in the Super Bowl? Uh, based on what we've seen. Uh, through the the first part of the season, Almeida, I want to start with you. Who are you? Uh, who are you picking so far this year? Best AFC team, best NFC team. Who are we? Uh, who are the Super Bowl contenders? From what you've seen, this is tough, bro. Um, NFC, like I said, I don't know. I want to go with the Eagles, bro. So right now, okay, Eagles or Seahawks? Is Seahawks? I just think, like you said, Pete Carroll, Russell Wilson. They've been there before. They've done it. They have. They're battle tested. They'll win the close games. It's Eagles or Seahawks. Oh, man, that, that's it's a tough decision. I'm going to go Eagles versus Patriots. Rematch of the Super Bowl. I'm still picking the Patriots to win that, though. If it's if it's Eagles Patriots again, I'm picking the Eagles again. So Eagles Patriots, he's taking the Pats over the Chiefs and he's taking the Eggs over the Seahawks. Guru, what do you got? Man, I'm going. I'm gonna do. I'm gonna shut the world for this because we're just making it. Alameda, don't worry. Just for now, because there're gonna be some big time trades for me to make some decisions. I gotta rearrange decisions because I foresee some trades happening like Jalen Ramsey or like AJ Green and people like that. So right now, my AFC team without no trade. Anything like that. I love the Houston Texans. And I think the Texans are going to Kansas City. And they're going to beat the Chiefs this Sunday. That's Google's lock of the week, week, week. Wow. The Texans, I think Russell Wilson of the AFC is Deshaun Watson. Yes, Mr. Watson. And you know what? I see it. Damn, Mr. Watson is going to play the real uh, Russell Wilson in the Super Bowl. I see Houston 
baby, y'all don't have a problem. Y'all going to go to the Super Bowl versus <laughs> the Seattle Seahawks with Russ solidifying himself as the best player in football. End of Brady. It's all about the Russell Wilson error, and he's going to start it this year. Once again, yeah. I'm I'm splitting the difference, and I'm taking another rematch. I like I like uh, I like Patriots, uh, and I, and I like the Seahawks uh, in, in the Super Bowl right now. If I'm picking right now, that said, uh, I, I, if, if you uh, you make me pick, I'm picking Iggs to win it all <laughs> one more time. If we can we can stay healthy, we can get uh, Deshaun Jackson back. Uh, that is the team to beat. Uh, I just figure that on a situational basis, I like uh, I like uh, Russell Wilson. I don't want to bet against that guy. So uh, I'll yeah. take uh, if the game's in Philly. I'll take the Eagles if it's they in play C- this year. I, no, I, yeah, they do, but I mean in the playoff game. Mm-hmm. Uh, if they uh, if they play in the window, that game is probably going to decide where the game is going to be. <laughs> Could be actually, yeah. and that uh, w- depends on where it is. I'll take the home team to come out of that matchup, and I got to take the Patriots. Uh, I don't think I don't believe in Andy Reid, uh, and I, I don't, believe in Deshaun, and I don't believe Deshaun in Deshaun. Play, he plays Belichick <laughs> tough. And there it is, our quarter poll turn for the uh, for the NFL here with our man uh, Alameda Views. Alameda, thanks for joining us. You can find him on Instagram at Alameda underscore views. Alameda underscore views. All right, our thanks to uh, to Alameda of Alameda Views. Go find him, Instagram, Alameda underscore views. Uh, and uh, our apologies to him. We dropped the call there right at the end and uh, and lost him uh, just uh, just as we were finishing the segment anyway. So our apologies to him. Go find him on Instagram. Uh, he's uh, he's your favorite 17-year-old uh, uh, sports blogger. He's great. Uh, I love him. We're going to have him back, Guru. That was a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah, man. We, hopefully they can still sign that permission slip for us, man. Right, we'll have to make sure we don't call him so late next yeah. time. <laughs> All right, so speaking of calling late, uh, let's uh, let's give a call back to the East Coast here and talk to our man, the Almanac, for the uh, the campus check-in. Our week at college sports. We're going to talk a little college football. He's got his dogs of the week, and, of course, we're going to get the uh, the Almanac top 10 poll. Uh, Guru, let's talk to the Almanac. Back on Trash Talk Radio for the campus check-in with our man, the Almanac, as always, calling us from uh, from deep in the heart of college country in the South, always keeping his eye on the, the college sports for us. Almanac, welcome back to Trash Talk Radio, man. Yeah, man, how's it going, fellas? It's been a while. You know, I uh, missed, missed you guys last week, but... Uh... It's we, a big weekend coming up this weekend. I'm excited to talk about it. So yeah, we missed us too last week. Uh, so uh, d- don't worry about it. But hey, I understand you're sick tonight, so we're the, just gonna the, have a the flu game, baby. Almanac, yeah. baby, playing the flu game. Now here's what you need to know about Almanac's dedication. He's sick. It's his flu game. Not only that, but he's checking in from three hours in the future for us here, uh, <laughs> staying up late to make sure to get this info out for us. So Almanac, we really, uh, we really appreciate you here. We'll try and we'll try and move this along so you can uh, so you can get some sleep. You know what I mean? No problem, man. No problem. Let's do it. I'm, but, just, I'm still ready. All right. But as you said, it is a big weekend here. So we had to make sure we got uh, we, we checked in with you. This is uh, uh, some, some big games, including the uh, the Red River rivalry. And I know a big game for you, the LSU, LSU Florida game. So talk to me about this weekend. All right. So I guess we can start with the, uh, the annual game, the uh, Red River rivalry. Uh, this is always one of my one of the funnest games uh, of the of each year for me because it's one of the most unique games every year because you have each fan base, you know, that's separated at the 50-yard line. So half the stadium will be wearing burnt orange and the other half will be wearing maroon or burgundy or whatever Oklahoma fans call that color. So <laughs> it's, a, it's a unique it's a unique looking game 
uh, when you when you watch the game visually, you know, when you see the stadium. And it's always every year in Dallas at the Texas State Fair. So, you know, it's fans from all over Oklahoma and Texas. And it's just a real fun game. And they always play it at noon. So it's always, you know, I, I love when they have big games early. Normally they have the you know, the sorry, get the big games later or whatever. And remember, anyway, you're, you're in the future, so noon for you is 8 a.m. for us. 9 a.m. for us. Oh, 9 a.m. For, for us. Well, for you, it's 8 a.m. for me. <laughs> Oh, well, this so this I game, feel bad for you guys. yeah, dude, but. that's that's a morning one. But this one, I love the idea of the Red River rivalry. Uh, the showdown being at high noon uh, every year. That's that's so great. Uh, just, as, just what it implies there. So, tell us about this year's game. All right, so this game, this this uh, both teams come in this year uh, similar to last year. Both offenses clicking on all cylinders, and both defenses are, are leaking like a seal. So, I'm expecting it to be another shootout. Uh, same as it was last year. Uh, last year was a, a big upset. Uh, Texas, led by Sam Erlinger, you know, they upset uh, OU, I think it was 48-45 to 45 last year in the Red River shootout, and that was a, a, a stunner, actually, because Texas uh, hadn't won a big game, and they were, you know, pretty much still down at the time. Uh, but they come in this year, you know, confident off of last year's win, led by the same quarterback, Sam Ellinger. Uh, you know, I told you guys he reminded me of uh, Tim Tebow a little bit, the way he plays and the way he uh, leads the team. Um, so in Oklahoma, you know, they're led by uh, Star Star Heisman, uh, front runner, former Alabama quarterback Jalen Hurts, who has been playing uh, lights out uh, football all year. Um, so this game sets up to be one of the funnest games of the year. And um, I'm going to actually – I, I think Oklahoma's going to win this game because Texas, most defenses are struggling, like I said, but Texas, they come in, you know, missing, I think, two or three starters out of their secondary. So it was already a weak defense. I think they ranked like uh, 126 out of 130-something teams in NCAA and as far as allowing pass yards allowed. So and you already the bottom five in the country and passing yards allowed and you got three you're missing three of your starters in this back end uh and how well Jalen Hurst is playing I, I just think that's a, a bad combo and I think uh Oklahoma gets the win I think it's going to be a shootout I do think being that Oklahoma has a weak defense as well I think Texas will be able to you know go score for score with them so I'm, I'm going to say I like Oklahoma to win between by 10 to maybe 14 points. Excuse, um, excuse so me, Omanak. Excuse me. Let's see. You said it's going to be a shootout in a Big 12 game. Come on, man. That's expected. Yeah. It's always a shootout in a Big 12 game. You, and you That's what the Big 12 is for. Yeah, you mentioned the corners. I don't even know they even have started corners over there. It could be backup. It could be third string, fourth string, first string. There's no difference in the Big 12, man. Well, that is true, but normally – the, the two couple teams that you could depend on playing some defense in the Big 12 would be these two teams. But that lets, that should let you know how poor uh, the defenses is in the Big 12. The two teams that normally definitely lead the way in recruiting and definitely by far put the most prospects in the NFL from the Big 12 is these two schools. It's not even close uh, compared to the other ones. And, and even them, they're both uh, – their defenses are both still struggling. You know, uh, Oklahoma brought in the star uh, defensive coordinator from Ohio State, Alex Grinch, to try to fix their defense. I mean, they're better than they was last year, but that's not saying much. 
because uh, they're still horrible. But uh, <laughs> I, 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 I see what you're saying, Guru. Me saying a, a shootout this weekend is it's pretty it's an oxymoron. So you're right. You got me there. <laughs> All right, so this is uh, number six Oklahoma and number eleven Texas. What are the implications of this game, uh, uh, win or loser wise, going forward? Well, I think if uh, the loser is definitely, I think they're out of it for as far as making the playoff because uh, it's no no more other, it's no more significant wins that they could pick up, you know, in the Big Twelve. The Big Twelve is just down this year, so these two teams are the the only teams that's ranked inside the top ten. Uh, in the conference, so I think this is a pretty much a playoff elimination game. Uh, so whoever loses this game is definitely out of it. Uh, Texas, you know, they already had one loss uh, to LSU earlier in the year, so they definitely can't afford uh, another loss. And, and I think Oklahoma, even though they're undefeated, I don't think they could uh, afford to lose this game and try to and call it and make the playoffs as well. So I think it's a, a automatic playoff eliminator. All right, that's that's pretty significant for both these teams then going forward. So then let's talk about the other game. You, I, I know that you're really interested in this week is uh, is the big LSU Florida game. Uh, Florida coming off uh, a, a pretty big win. Yeah, Florida they uh, they are actually coming off a, a, a very big win. You know, uh, last week they had to play. It was another top battle of the top tens against another conference rival Auburn uh, at the Swamp last week. Uh, and Florida, even though they, they know they had the rivalry game with uh, with LSU, uh, the following week they were able to focus and lock it in and able to get the win. Uh, it was an ugly game. A lot of turnovers on both sides. Uh, but Florida was able to um, escape with the victory, and they ended up beating Auburn 24-13, uh, to I believe it was. Uh, so they ended up – so that springboards us into this weekend. So – the, the ramifications on this game are huge as well. You know, you got LSU, you got Florida, both ranked inside the top 10. Um, both teams looking forward to trying to make the playoffs to establish uh, being one of the top teams in the SEC. Uh, so, you know, both these teams, it's, it's kind of a, a, a matchup of different styles this year. You know, uh, Florida, they're led by their defense and most, most specifically their pass rush. I think they're uh, top five in the nation in sacks. They may be number one. I'm not sure. Uh, I, 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 <clears throat> excuse me, fellas. Got something in my throat there. But uh, anyway, uh, and this year, you know, LSU uh, in past, they've been led by their defense and run game. But this year, they're led by their offense and the passing game. Uh, you know, they're led by Joe Burrow. Uh, I remember, uh, I think it was maybe our first show or second show of the season. It was one of those early in the season when I mentioned uh, Joe Burrow being, you know, uh, a legit Heisman contender, and I almost got laughed off the phone by you guys. <laughs> well, to be fair, uh, you are a know, bit of a homer. Seriously, you pick the LSU guy every week. Exactly. <laughs> we're midway through the college season right now, and right now Joe Burrow is uh, the second favorite to win the Heisman by the boys in Las Vegas, and you know – all they care about is their money, so they don't have any homers or favorites <laughs> out there. So, uh, apology accepted, guys. But anyways, <laughs> so this this to me, this game's come down to if the LSU offensive line can block Florida's front four and if the back end of Florida can cover the talented trio of receivers LSU has. And um, I think that 
those matchups will basically decide the game. And, um, and I'm just going to use my unbiased, complete IQ football IQ to to pick who I think is going to win this game. I think LSU is going to win this game <laughs> by, by at least 10 points because I, I just don't think. Surprise, don't surprise, think, surprise. Yeah. I don't think that conservative style that um, – that Florida runs on offense this year. I don't, I just don't think they're going to be able to hang with with this LSU team. I mean, this team is this team is leading the nation in scoring, man, and and they're making it look easy. Uh, Joe Burrow, this guy threw for 350 yards last week and five touchdowns. He said he didn't even feel like, you know, that was one of his better games of the year. You know, so that just lets you know what level they're clicking at this year on offense and. Uh, Outside of Alabama, I think LSU probably has the the second, you know, uh, the second best trio of wide wide receivers in in college football. And I think it's going to be hard for Florida to slow those guys down. And and the game is at Death Valley, and it's at night. Uh, LSU, I think they're like 50 and maybe one uh, against top teams under under the lights. We call that under the lights because that's, you know, night games in the – in Death Valley, I think Florida, Florida led by Tim Tebow in 06 or 07 was uh, one of the only the only teams to um, come in this, in Death Valley and beat uh, LSU at night. So that's that's going to be tough for the, the Florida Gators, man. And I, I think LSU wins this game uh, by by double digits. Completely unbiased opinion. Guru. Absolutely, completely unbiased. Com- Absolutely, completely unbiased. I all didn't right. see that coming. Well, me neither. Never didn't see that coming at all. Uh, Almanac, we know we know you got to go here, but let's uh, let's run down a couple of quick things here. Every week, give us your dogs of the week. These are you guys that uh, that really showed out. Give us uh, give us your dogs of the week this week, and then we'll run through the uh, the Almanac poll top ten. All right. Uh, so my dogs of the week this week, uh, I got three of them. Uh, first two are going to be kind of unknown, but anyway, they stuck out to me. They had some pretty big performances. The first guy, he's a backup quarterback for Texas Tech. His name is Jet Duffy. Uh, he could be on the all all name team in the NCAA. <laughs> Jet Duffy, I love that. That's a pretty uh, good anyway, name. Yeah, he threw for uh, 424 yards and four touchdowns, and he led Texas Tech to an upset over uh, Oklahoma State. Um, that Oklahoma State team was clicking on all cylinders, and, and that was a big-time win by uh, Texas Tech. So that backup quarterback, uh, he did a great job in leading his team. Is it not, isn't it Duffy the, the beer name for the Simpson? Duff. Yeah, oh, yeah. Same thing, Duff, Duffy, Homer, Simpson. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, touche. All right, my second one is going to be the uh, defensive end from Michigan. Uh, his Quitty Pay. Uh, That's another great name. Like, yeah, he's, damn. He's, he's, he's African. He's your, a fellow African guru, uh, mm-hmm. Quiddy Pay. Uh, so he, he had uh, four tackles and two and a half sacks, two course. and a half tackles for loss. <laughs> yeah, in uh, in a big win for Michigan uh, over Iowa. It was an ugly game, ten to three. I mean, it wasn't anything fun to look at. You know, it was like pulling my hairs out watching that game. <laughs> but uh, that kid, that kid performance leaped off the screen. He was he was uh, wreaking havoc on the Iowa quarterback. Uh, and the my last dog of the week, uh, as mentioned earlier, uh, Heisman, hopeful, top favorite, Joe Burrow. Completely uh, unbiased. Uh, oh, my gosh. Mm. 344 <laughs> yards, five touchdowns, didn't even play much in the fourth quarter. Mm-hmm. Uh, just leading the leading the team to the highest scoring offense in the nation and leading this, 
over 400 yards passing per game, but but that's it. Though. So those are my dogs. That's all. That's all. That's all right. Just a just another another LSU yeah, performance. Another LSU. Let's go. You know the kid is the kid is really good. Uh, all right. So let's uh, let's talk on uh, the Almanac poll top ten before we let you out of here of the week. This is where uh, we don't poll the AP, we don't poll the coaches, we poll uh, the, we poll who matters to find out, and we poll the Almanac. Almanac, who's your top ten of the week this week? All right, so I got a new number one in my top uh, ten, and I really? think this team is playing. Yeah, that this team is playing better than any team that I've seen all year, including my uh, LSU Tigers. So oh, I want to hear this. My my me being biased, and that's Ohio State, man. Ohio State to me looks like they've been the most complete team. They haven't had one letdown game all year. Uh, their offense is clicking on all cylinders, and the thing that's most impressive to me is that defense. Uh, this defense looks like one of the better uh, Ohio State defenses. Uh, of the past five years, uh, even though they put a lot of guys in the league the past five years, that defense hadn't been ranked in the top five, top ten. Uh, but this defense is is loaded with prospects and they're playing up to it. So I'm going to leapfrog the Ohio State uh, to my number one spot over Bama and over Clemson. Uh, my number two team is Alabama. Uh, they're still, you know, keeping up the status quo. They still been looking good. Uh, I move LSU to number three, uh, Georgia to number four. And I know you guys are like, damn, where's Clemson? Clemson is number five this week because Clemson, they just hadn't played a complete game all year. You know, they they got lucky to beat uh, yeah, North they, Carolina. They you are know, five yeah. and oh, but they are five and oh, that's true. But they have some, you know, some questionable wins. Like I said, you, you know, you have you have beat Carolina by one point, And if Carolina converts a two point conversion, they lose that game. So, uh, it, it's no excuse for Clemson to be needing to come down to stopping the two point conversion to beat uh, North Carolina Tar Heels football. I can see if this was a Tar Heels <laughs> basketball, but no way. So I, I moved Clemson down. They're my number five team this week. Uh, Oklahoma's number six. Florida Gators off their impressive win over Auburn. I moved them up to number seven. Mm-hmm. Uh, Wisconsin led by the Heisman candidate uh, Jonathan Taylor. He's number eight. Uh, Texas Longhorns number nine and Auburn I dropped Auburn down uh, to number 10 uh, from losing to Florida last week in the swamp but that's still a top 10 team so uh, those are my number my top 10 teams fellas I like that always uh, a little bit off the board we don't pull the coaches we don't pull the press we pull the man who matters to get the almanac poll top 10 this week Ohio State uh, on most boards at three or four, coming in at number one, uh, and Clemson on most boards at number one or two, falling down to what is that five? That's uh, I love that. All right, so uh, that is uh, that is the campus check-in this week with our man, the Almanac. Almanac, as always, thank you for joining us here, and uh, and and get better, man. Thank you, fellas. I appreciate it, man. We'll talk to you next week. All right. All right, our thanks once again to the LSU Homer, uh, the the Almanac, uh, for joining us on the campus check-in. Uh, great to talk to him every week. Uh, he will be back, of course, next week with uh, with once again with his uh, with the the dogs of the week and the Almanac top ten poll this week. Surprising everybody, putting Ohio State at the top. Yeah, next week, don't be surprised if LSU and if they're number one on the poll. Right, they win, they beat Florida. That's obviously they're going to take all the way to the top.
That's the almanac poll. <laughs> All right. That's right. Polls are people important. Okay, Guru, we got a couple more things to do here. We're going to do uh, the uh, our, your your call-outs and shout-outs of the week. Uh, you know we got the Oh, my God. the heck out yes, of here. Yes, boy. I had them ready. Uh, call-outs and shout-outs of the week. We got to do our week six preview, and we're going to do the, uh, the, the two-minute drill, of course, at the end of the show. But before we do that, you know what time it is. It's that plug, 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 plug time. Trash Talk Radio and TrashTalkRadio.com brought to you by the WorldOfSportsNetwork.com. World of Sports Network connecting the world through the sports we love. Uh, head on over to TrashTalkRadio.com for all your Trash Talk Radio content. You can find us everywhere that you can find podcasts. We're on Apple, we're on Google, we're on Spotify. Do us a favor, leave us a review. And make sure you check out TheWozen.com. That's the W-O-S-N.com for all the other great World of Sports Network content like the uh, Barbershop Talk Show and, and The Wash with me and Mark Koo. And uh, some great uh, some great merchandise over there as well from uh, Trash Talk Radio and World of Sports Merchandise. Uh, things you expect, things you don't expect. If you're looking for the Guru, you can find him every day on Instagram at Guru's Film Room. Guru's Film Room on Instagram, it's just his thoughts. It's just his thoughts. One more time for the people in the cheap seats, it's TrashTalkRadio.com. And Guru, what's that hashtag? The 10K for TTR. All right, Guru, with that out of the way, let's uh, let's do our, our final look back at week five, as we uh, we always do here on the show, with Guru's call-outs. Oh, my God, the heck out of it. And yes, shout-outs. This is uh, your chance to look back at who did what this weekend and, and call out the guys who need to be called out for some shitty performances and, and shout-out the guys who uh, are maybe not getting the not- notice that they should. Guru, let's start where we always do with the call-outs. Oh, my God, the heck out of here. Who's our first call-out of the week? The first call-out, man. This is for the first time. Usually, the guru calls you a call-out because not only you, did the, you, you fucked up, but you also fucking lost. Your team lost. For the first time in call-out, I'm actually going to call out a winner. A guy the team really? actually won. Richard Sherman. Richard I'm- Man, you over there dry snitching, you lying ass, <laughs> dreaded ass dude over there trying to make, trying to put more shit on the bacon, man. Talking about the bacon and shake your hand, man. You fake, you fake thugging Richard Sherman ass, man. Richard Sherman, the guru for fucking up uh, uh, um, Baker Mayfield's name. He don't need you to mess his name up. Talking about he shake my hand, and you got this man killed because the whole team probably thought he didn't shake your hand. That's why Baker Mayfield got smacked last last night, man, during the game. Oh my God, Richard Sherman for pulling that move right now. The guru is calling you out for lying, man, for oh being a liar. Oh my God! The heck out of it. I uh, I call him out. Uh, I, I you know I agree with that. I love Richard Sherman. He is one of my favorite players in all of football. Whatever you got to do to get you motivated, but don't don't do it on TV if it's not gonna be. Come on, come man. On, there's, man. There's, there's there's video footage, man. <laughs> come on, man. <laughs> all right, who else you got this week? Look, I gotta do this, man. I'm tired of this team, man. I'm tired of this team. I don't even know why we even look at this team. My boy, the Cincinnati Bungles. <laughs> I'm calling y'all asses out, man. You had Kylo Murray, a five, two, three, four inch midget, come into your home, man. Come into your house with a coach that I ain't never coached in the NFL. They ain't even got a win. Come on, man. Are y'all serious? Yes, boy. Yes, you boy. let the Arizona oh, Cardinals come into the house. The Cincinnati on, Bengals. Man. The guru is calling your organization asses out. The whole organization, the, the Bengals. You know, somebody had to win that game, guru. Uh, it was just that. Uh, I didn't expect it to be the Cardinals, man. <laughs> 
Bengals in serious trouble. I got a question about them in the in the drill. That that team uh, not very good. Again, the, the Cincinnati Bengals. Oh my God, the heck out of here! Fake team, man. You guys got all pro Geno Atkins, man. William Jackson. Come on, man. The oh, hell. Get the heck out of here. <laughs> One more call out of the week. And the ultimate call out. This might have been 20 years in the making. He should have been the call out guy for the last 20 years. Man, the owner of the Washington Redskins. Mr. I'm going to fire you anytime I want. Mr. I'm going to pay a free agent that's over 37 years old $80 million. <laughs> Mr. I'm going to pay a safety that can't cover a blanket. He can't even cover himself up in a blanket. I'm going to pay him that much money. Mr. Daniel Snyder, we are sick of you, man. We need to get your ass impeached in D.C. The guru is 20 years behind. She'll be calling your asses out. Oh, my God. Calling your ass out for being who the hell you are. Hashtag impeach Snyder. That's impeached a, his ass. Oh my god, the heck out of here. All right, I can't believe you didn't call out Baker Mayfield. I, you know, just for the performance on the field this week. Nah, there, there, I was till I found out Sherman pulled an okie doke. <laughs> he pulled an okie doke, oh man. Get the heck out of here. Shoot, he got Joey Bowser about to kill that kid, man. <laughs> Nick Bowser. Oh, yes. Nick, man. Sorry, man. Big brother always got the name, bro. Sorry, he did it first. I love it. I love it. All right, so let's uh, let's switch our attention here. I uh, I hit this accidentally to your uh, your shout outs of the yes, week. Boy, yes, boy. Uh, who are your shout outs of the week? These well, are the guys. Since, yes, since boy, we yes, already boy. talked about it, my first one is gone. My man, Nick Bowser. And I ain't talking about the yes, Bowser. Yes, Nick from the Bowser family. I'm talking about the Buckeye Bowser. Man from the state of Florida. I'm talking talking about Nick Bowser for almost decapitating Baker Mayfield, <laughs> killing Baker Mayfield all over the field, and for you not forgetting the flag I love in this. Ohio State. Nick Bowser for not forgetting Baker Mayfield. Oh, you forgot about that, Baker Mayfield. Oh, you will get sacked sooner or later. Oh, you will get sacked sooner or later. Or later. Uh, Nick Bowser, the guru, is giving you a shout out. Yes, boy. Yes, boy. I see what you did there. Uh, yeah, I love this. I love this celebration. I love the way it was all done. Uh, fantastic. Uh, I love anybody hit Baker Mayfield as well. I, I love that too. All right, who else we got? Man, the guru loved this guy, man. The guru loved him because he's always coming. Return of the Mac, Mr. Eminem himself, the guru predictor of the NFL leading Russia this year. You remember that last year, and he's making the guru look good, man. Marlon Mack went into Kansas City and totally carried carried his team to a victory. It was the Mac show. Big Daddy Mac, Marlon Mac for 29-132 and just up and down the motherfucking field in Kansas City. The guru is giving you a shout out. Yes, boy. Yes, boy. Yeah, I have a uh, I have Mac on uh, my my fantasy team. He is uh, having a, a great year this year. Uh, this year, I went uh, highest in the league, lowest in the league. I had a buy this week. I would have been the second highest point total in the league, uh, of course. Mainly because of Mac this week. What a what a guy. The other week we... was Evans. I remember that. Absolutely. Yes, boy. Yes, boy. All right, one more guru. Dude, this was a close one, man. This was a close one, and I had to decide, and I decided the great white height. Ah. 
over Aaron Jones for beating the Cowboys. Yes, boy, yes, boy. I, it was close, trust me. But because we were watching things we not seen. I've seen a oh Aaron Jones. I've seen a Pac-Man Jones. I've seen all the Joneses and Jerry Jones. Uh, every Jones in the world. I've seen Keeping Up with the Joneses. I've seen all Quincy Jones. I know the Joneses, damn it. Well, damn it. That motherfucking white chocolate, man. I'm talking about that white chocolate. The greatest white athlete, not swimming, not named Michael Phelps. <laughs> the, the greatest white athlete, not playing woman national soccer team. <laughs> I'm talking about Christian McCaffrey, C. Mack. Man, are you serious? Man, they said white man can't jump. Well, damn it, they ain't say that's a Christian McCaffrey. Yes, boy, yes, boy. This man is defying all the odds. I can't believe the goo is finna say it, man. We're like, God damn, that white boy over there killing them dudes, man. I'm talking about he's smoking them, bra. Smoking. Christian McCaffrey, if you pass that Balco test, because your dad was in Denver, <laughs> your dad was with Shannon Sharp. If you pass that Baco test, then you will go down in history as one of my favorite guys. He does look ripped this year. He does look ripped. Cool was giving you all the love, Christian McCaffrey, man, for an unbelievable game last week. Yes, boy. Yes, boy. Uh, as we mentioned uh, earlier on the show, as uh, literally Christian McCaffrey has more yards than the Jets this year. Uh, but uh, the greatest white athlete who's not swimming, Christian McCaffrey gets the, the yes, final yes, shout out by the guru. All right, so Guru, that puts week five behind us. Let's turn our attention uh, quickly here to the week six matchups. We got a couple of big games this week that I know you're 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 itching to see and itching to talk about. Uh, let's talk about the the big one here. We uh, we got into this a little bit with uh, with Alameda in in the previews uh, in the, the quarter poll, but the big week uh, this year, a big matchup this week as uh, as the Texans take on the Chiefs. Uh, on this week. So tell me a little bit about this. I love this matchup, man. I am taking this. This is one of my locks, man. If you got to take this to the Guru's back, dog, the Guru's taking it. The Texans are going to take the Chiefs, dog. The Texans are very, very well put together team. The Larry Tunsil trade. This we laughed at. Bill O'Brien, because you should—he just look like a guy we just laugh at. Yeah, you know, look when I look at him, yeah, exactly. I just want to laugh at his just, just foolery, just his buffoonery. All right, and Andy Reid, you know, there's something not right. Obviously, the Chiefs are not completely healthy. You know, there's something not completely healthy with Mahomes and, and everything else is going on in Kansas City. So I think Houston Texans with. Um, Hopkins with the way Fuller is playing with Carlos motherfucking Hyde <laughs> sleeping on Carlos Hyde because I'm sleeping on him if I'm sleeping on him because he's an African American name guy with a name Carlos it still always fuck with me Carlos anyways you know. <laughs> I'm like why is your name Carlos but Carlos fucking Hyde Carlos Hyde is because balling and the cheese we all know the deficiency is defense. They can't stop the run. They can't stop the pass. They can't stop anything. They can't stop anyone. And Deshaun Watson is a winner. He is the Russell Wilson of the AFC. And I will stamp that. And with that, I see. And you all remember that. The guru ain't joking. Houston, we don't have a problem, baby. You know what we got? We talking about we W Houston. And I ain't talking about Whitney. I'm talking about the Houston Texans going to get that dub 
against the Kansas City Chiefs. Back-to-back loss for the Chiefs. I, I will put my money on the Chiefs on this one, but I'd like to see what you're saying happen. Uh, I, I, it's still Andy Reid's season for me. He uh, is uh, doing pretty well yet. Uh, quite hasn't fallen apart. Still finding ways to, to let his team, uh, let other teams back into it, though. Uh, but I will. Uh, this would be a good one. Uh, this is actually the, one of the premier games this week I, that I hope uh, I hope we get to see we're in, in our in our NFL contract zone. All right, so let's move on to the uh, the other side uh, on the NFC. I want to I want to ask you about a uh, big matchup. We saw we talked about this division a lot uh, with Alameda as well as the uh, the NFC West. We got the two teams going seemingly in different directions here. Talk to me about the uh, the big Niners Rams matchup. Definitely, I definitely love this matchup because I, I, I like McVay, but I am a Shanahan fan. I am about all about that Shanny dog. I'm sipping that Shanny. I've been on that Shanny juice for a minute, dog. With that said, I think Shanahan is one of the best offensive play caller in the game. I'm not saying he's one of the best coaches, but when it comes to making play calling, I would take Shanahan over McVay. They were both in D.C. at the same time together. Shanahan is a brain genius, man. He's just a genius. The boy went over there and know what he's doing, but like you said earlier, is I didn't think I didn't see him. He, he hasn't developed whenever they caught up to him. You know, right now the the everybody caught up closer than he's. Uh, uh, um, yeah, evolved. hasn't evolved. It hasn't evolved. So, but Shanny, with that experience, we always know what we're going to get with Shanny. They're going to run that ball. They ain't going to be like uh, like the Rams and, and McVeigh. So, I see the 49ers coming from a big-time win. I'm telling you, the Rams are not going to the playoff this year. They're not going because the AFC, I mean, NFC West is that tough. The 49ers got a nice running game. They could pound the ball. Uh, Tevin Coleman is back. They got an array of receivers. Jimmy G just don't freaking lose. Like, I don't, what is people not, <laughs> Jimmy G don't lose when he plays, bro. It's like he wins every damn time. So with that said, he's going to continue winning, and I see the 49ers solidifying themselves because that defense is nasty, bro. Yeah, that defense is nasty. Uh, I think this is uh, this is the, a test game for them. Uh, they've had a run in the past couple of weeks where they look good, but they beat the, the Browns, they beat the Steelers, uh, they beat the Bengals, they beat the Buccaneers. Uh, that's that's their four wins so far this year. Those are not top-level teams. But, but I'm, I'm a little when worried. They beat, they, when they beat them, they beat them f- precisely. They they didn't, oh, my God, was this a, a one point? Was this a, it's a B-10. For you could be like, hey, man, you – they're not playing the competition. They're playing themselves. That's what I saw from the results of who they played and how they defeat those guys. And I see them, uh, there's the possibility that they could be the Cowboys. You know what I mean? Like, uh, is, is what we haven't seen yet is them take on a real team. Now, I don't know if the Rams are that team, but this is a big test for the 49ers. I got the I got the Niners beating it, though, too. I think that's a, a better team than we all uh, gave them credit for in the beginning of the year. Okay, one more big game here in the NFC, at least as far as I'm concerned, is the uh, the Eagles-Vikings game. And I, I want to I ask about this one for a couple reasons. These are teams going in different directions. We all think the Eagles are... are, are, are uh, uh, one of the top tier teams in the NFC, if there is a thing, and the Vikings could be on the outside looking in because they got a they got a quarterback who we're uh, we're not all sure of. You like that? You like that? That we like that from. However, he has the Eagles' number. So talk to me about this. The Eagles have a tendency to slip up in games like this, and uh, and Kirk Cousins seems to be the guy to be able to do it to him. Yeah, man. Kirk Cousins loved the Eagles, man. He does well. That's like, you know, being a Redskins fan, man, that's like the only games I actually watched when Kirk Cousins played, man, was against the Eagles. I don't know why. Or maybe that's because we had Deshaun Jackson at that time, and Deshaun hated the Eagles, too. So. Hated him. <laughs> so that kind of made sense. But We love him back now, though. I know, right? <laughs> 
the the Vikings have everything. I am so high on the Vikings, bro. Everything you need to give the Eagles mercy to give Dougie P and this offense fits. I'm talking about from the secondary, from the D-line. Darnell Hunter, dude. Danelle Hunter might be the best defensive end in football. I'm talking about pass rushing. I'm going to repeat this. People don't even know who Danelle Hunter is, dude. This dude is filthy. Danelle Hunter is an animal. The Vikings are nasty up front. But yet, they are dirty at quarterback. They are trashy at quarterback, man. I just can't trust my distance cousin. That's why he's my distant cousin. Every time he goes against a team, a Fletcher Cox, a team with any type of uh, a pass rush, any type of, any type of compet- competitiveness in their defensive line, Kirk Cousins don't show up. And this is a crucial game for Kirk Cousins because that locker room will blow up in Minnesota if Kirk Cousins don't win this game. And with that said, Kirk Cousins will not win this game. That's what I'm talking about. That's what I like to hear. Dalvin uh, Cook, the running back, of the oh, you son of a! Will win this game. Yeah, that's cute. All right. So you think the Vikings pull this one out? But they pull it out on the uh, on the legs of uh, of Cook. I think if the Vikings don't pull this one out, that means they gotta blow shit up. I think uh, it's very similar, not blow shit up wise, uh, but I think Philly needs to pull this one out too. Uh, I think it's a it's a big game, a, a big game for the Eggs, and I, I'm actually I'm leaning towards the, the Eagles on this one. I think uh, I think that they're. I think I think the Eagles got the NFC uh, NFC East is sorry this year is down. Yeah, we well, yeah. the the NFC North is low. Every team that every team has a winning record in NFC North, bro. Yeah, but if you're gonna ask me. Okay. The answer is no. Okay. Uh, so I'm gonna I'm gonna go with the the eggs on this one, uh, and and uh, we can we can we can reconvene next week at this time to see which one of us was uh, was right. What do you think of that? It is it is in Minnesota, but uh, I'm not. I'm telling you, Sonic the Hedgehog, Dalvin Cook, man, Sonic the Hedgehog, Dalvin Cook season. All right, Guru, we are going way over, of course, here on the show. You want to get a a quick two minute drill in? Yeah, before let's we get do out that here? two minute. All right, here's how we do the two-minute drill on uh, on Trash Talk Radio. This is our chance to talk about all the things that we didn't get to on the show. I put two minutes on the clock. I, I start lobbing questions. Are you ready? Let's go. Here we go. Uh, speaking of those Vikings, uh, Stephon Diggs apparently wants out because his quarterback is is trash. Uh, will he end the season with Minnesota? Well, unless he comes over there and plays for Russell Wilson, unless he plays for Patrick Mahomes, unless he plays for Tom Brady, every other damn quarterback going to be trash too, dog. He can play for Carson Wentz. He wouldn't be trash there. All right. Hey, uh, uh, speaking of the, the Cowboys, are we talking about earlier, are they in trouble? They uh, good against uh, bad teams, bad against good teams. I mean, trouble. Trouble to do what? The Cowboys are what they all are, man. That's we, what we I seen like it. They're an average team and 500 teams for the last 25 years, man. They're going to be another 500 team for another 25 years. Hey, uh, speaking of uh, talking about Stephon Diggs, Cincinnati looks bad. Well, A.J. Green end this season on the Bengals. If the Bengals are smart, they will start blowing shit up. A.J. Green gone. William Jackson gone. Everybody got to go. Everybody got to go. Andy That's- Dalton benched. I see him uh, bench nothing, trade him to the Bills. I see him starting on the Bills next year because I'm not sure Allen's the guy. All right, Pat Mahomes injured uh, his ankle. Uh, are we worried about this at all, or should the Chiefs be worried? 
Man, Pat Mahomes to throw the ball, man, with, with, with left hand, back hand, no ankles, two ankles, three ankles, man. As long as there's nothing wrong with his wrist, nothing wrong with his throwing arm, his shoulder, he's a okay, man. Just a win. Anyway, hey, speaking of quarterback, Sam Darnold's back. Is it soon enough to save Adam Gase's job? Sam Donald, man, I don't know what's up with this kid, man. I don't know who's French kissing. I don't know, man. I, he, I don't know if he needs some vitamin C. I don't know what the hell is going with this kid, man. But I've never in my years on earth seen a starting quarterback guy. What the hell did he get? Tonsillitis? Mono. Mono. He got mono. Man, mono. Tonsillitis. I like that. Then his spleen was going to blow up. Uh, was it, will he be back, though? Will we expect him to save Gase's job? As Gase, I think Gase has got to be the next guy out. Will nah, you? man. Gase, the, for, for, the thing got, for, on, for Gase is everybody got hurt, so he got lucky. All right. Uh, switching out of football over to the NBA. Uh, the NBA preseason starts. Guru, yay! Okay. Uh, the big story, of course, is uh, is talking about China. They uh, there's been uh, some talk. Uh, the NBA, the most woke uh, league in in all of sports, uh, telling nobody's talking about China over there. What do you think of this? Man, look, man. I, hey, I don't know what. Uh, who, who was the Who was the GM? Uh, Daryl Morey. Daryl Morey. I don't know what he's talking about, man. Hey, China, Hong Kong. I, I love some Chinese food. Hey, China. Listen to TTR, man. I, what should they do about it, though, Guru? What should they do? They should play the damn game. <laughs> That's what they should do, man. Forget all that politics. This is basketball players, man. You think they don't even know? They, don't, they probably don't even know what the hell is going on in China, man. I, I think they're missing the the answer here is to send Dennis Rodman. Well, I think is is the answer is uh, they got a basketball you player. Send the worm, man. That's the best. That's the real, real, real. If it gets to that level, if it gets to that <laughs> crucial level, man. I'm talking about we could still yes. coordinate it, but if we got to get to that level, it's the worm time. He has international diplomacy experience. All right, the horn went off. I got two more quick questions for you here. Ben Simmons made a three-pointer uh, in a preseason game against China. Can we finally stop talking about this? That's what I'm talking about. See, China loves us. Ben Simmons loves the Chinese, man. Let's stop talking about all this and shoot some three-pointers, man. And uh, more from my cares, uh, Markel Fultz is starting to look like a basketball player. Uh, will, he, will he live up to the expectations? Oh, man, the deer. That's Markel Fultz, man. I'm happy. Happy to see the kid, man. Markel Fultz, man. Keep doing your thing, man. Mental health ain't nothing to fuck with, man. Keep doing your thing, man. Hey, uh, one more one more here. They just made a Joker movie. Who's the greatest villain of all time that should get his own movie? The greatest villain of all time? Damn, bro. How you going to put me on the spot like that? But it got to be motherfucking Jason or Freddy, man. <laughs> Well, they have be, their own movies. got to be. You talking about the greatest villain, man? It got to right, be fair Jason. Point. That's oh, not what I was thinking, man, but that one will count. Dude. Scary, they have their own movies. All right. Uh, that is our time on Trash Talk Radio this week. Uh, our thanks, of course, to the Almanac for joining us for the campus check-in and for Alameda from Alameda Views over there on Instagram for, for helping us out with our with our quarter poll check-in. Uh, look for us on Trash Talk Radio everywhere you can find podcasts. We're on Apple. We're on Spotify. We're on Google. Do us a favor. Leave us a review. If you're looking for the guru, he's there every day on Instagram at Guru's Film Room. That's Guru's Film Room. It's just his thoughts. One more time, it's TrashTalkRadio.com. Until next time, I'm Lestro. It's the G to the U to the R to the U. Thanks for listening. Ciao. I've seen Keeping Up with the Joneses. I've seen all Quincy Jones. I know the Joneses, damn it.